And welcome to the Video Insiders Podcast. I'm Carlos Pacheco. And I'm Dennis Kruschel. Just to give you a little bit of a catch up on things, in case you get, you know, uh, your first time you listen to this podcast, I've been working in the world of YouTube and, and content management and content monetization for over 10 years. I currently work in, a, a sort of returned to my roots and work for a company called Just for Laughs, where uh, I handle their fast ecosystem. Uh, OTT ecosystem. Dennis, tell nice. tell people for new people uh, to the podcast what you know you do. Yeah, so I uh, I work for a company called Precise TV. Uh, so we help brands do contextual advertising on YouTube uh, at scale. So yeah, but my background before that is I worked at Tubular Labs for six years. Uh, who's a big uh, player in the analytics space. In online video and before that i was actually at google and youtube for eight years kind of coming up with some of the youtube packaging and stuff so yeah awesome so yeah i, I wanted to i want to sort of repeat our a little bit of our intros because you know this is the second episode of this new team and as people are getting to know uh you know what we're about i want to make sure that they understand where we're coming from and uh i just want to say also a big thank you to all the listeners that joined us for the return episode i was really surprised Hundreds, at the number Carlos, of the downloads right? and uh <laughs> yes, hundreds. Hey, we're yeah. in a very niche, niche, uh, you know, subject matter, right? And we did, we're, we're, we're so busy that we didn't even promote our episodes. So, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, thank you, audience, complain, right? This week, we're going to talk about CTV, and that's a world that Dennis lives in, and it's a world that I know a little bit about because of my experience in the past, but I don't know much about it. So, this is going to be a Dennis episode uh, explaining what. CTV is about what's the industry, what's what's coming up, what does it mean for creators and content owners, right? So, Dennis, I'll let you go. What's it about? Yeah, so CTV stands for Connected TV, and it's basically the big transition of all of these TV devices becoming smart, just like phones did in the past. And it's all about those new smart TV devices being connected to the internet. And people, uh, well, platforms and technology companies serving lots of adverts through connected TVs that are connected to the internet. So, yeah, you, uh, if anyone out there has like the two biggest, well, Samsung, L the main players are basically Samsung, LG, Roku, uh, Google, Amazon Fire Sticks. All of these people basically own the operating system, which if you think about the mobile world, that's Android and iOS. But in the TV world, you have those five, six main players. And that's opened up a crazy amount of advertising opportunities for brands and agencies. Um, yeah. And the, the one other thing as well is like the big reason this is becoming such a big thing is uh, linear TV at the same time dropping. I saw an amazing stat recently that like uh, people in the past would turn on their TV, go to, you know, the digital electronic guide and start browsing. Now, the majority of people are like going to Netflix first, going to YouTube first, going to Roku first. Uh, to look at watch that they should consume. So that's the that's kind of the 101 of what it is first. 
what I find interesting is is when I look at this uh, at this space and and the evolution is how uh, and again I want to bring my insight of the fast ecosystem yeah. side, side of things right so I find it funny how the fast ecosystem and for those who don't know what fast is it, it lives within the CTV world mm. um, but it's 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 almost, it's bringing the linear experience to the digital platforms, right? Because it's almost the same type of navigation as old school TV, right? Yeah. Uh, where, you know, you're browsing through channels and you just want to lean back and and watch something without thinking about, you know, what, what you, you know, you know, like choosing and picking. And I find it really interesting how it's bringing that type of navigation. <laughs> the reason we want to sort of like, you know, discuss it is because we're seeing a huge rise in uh, views and unmonetization, uh, even on YouTube, right? Like we speak a little bit to that. Like we're, we're like, uh, we're seeing articles more and more about how YouTube's uh, viewers are now more and more coming from smart TVs. Yeah. And I think that was one of the reasons I thought this would be a great um, subject area for an episode. I am amazed that YouTube during the pandemic became massive on CTV. Uh, there's a report, actually, I'll look it up afterwards and we'll put it in the links. You know where you mentioned earlier about fast and you said like the guide that's called like an electronic programming guide. So fast channels, a lot of them sit in Samsung's electronic programming guide. And what's amazing is most people, when they turn on their smart TV, are selecting YouTube as the most popular app from some latest research that I'll share in here. So YouTube during the pandemic has become a massive destination on TV. Uh, Yeah, according to Nielsen, the biggest... Uh, it was like head to head to head with Netflix, but this other um, article we'll share here from March. Nielsen Gauge is a great report for the US where it looks at market share for CTV. So, in March, thirty four percent of all TV viewership was streaming, and YouTube was seven point eight percent of that on the TV. Then you have Netflix at 7.3, then Hulu at 3.3, uh, Disney all the way down to 1.8%. So YouTube is massive. And I think it's interesting. It's kind of like YouTube back in the day, right, where like Twitch came along because they were like, oh, gaming, and let's carve that out of YouTube. But like YouTube was always the biggest gaming company, <laughs> but it was underneath a massive umbrella of YouTube. And in the CTV space, YouTube is like big on mobile, big on computer, big on CTV. They're focused on shorts right now. If they were just like purely focused on CTV, we'd know much more about this. Um, So it's kind of like this gorilla, like about to be woken up. Um, But I think it's interesting when you look at YouTube right now and their priorities, they're prioritizing YouTube shorts a lot. So can they really go to market effectively about like their CTV offering? when you have the likes of like Hulu, Roku, Disney Plus, who are like very, very focused and there's not other distractions for them. So that's why I think it's an interesting subject. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting subject. And you know, the thing is, what I see happening here uh, is essentially, you know, 15 years of YouTube, of YouTube being the online web ecosystem. And now yeah. as, as a TV you know, the TVs become more and more connected. Everybody's sort of used to YouTube. They know what YouTube's about. And they'll they'll look at the icon and say, oh, great, there's co- YouTube content on my, on my TV right now. 
Um, yeah. One of the things that I wanted to sort of um, sort of ask is like, what you know, you, you're coming at this from because you know your job is to, is to help advertisers in this space, yeah. right? So what? I, and I, I come at this from a more content perspective and audience development perspective. So I want to ask those questions. Like, what does that mean for a creator or a channel when their content is being more watched on TV? What what can they do? What are the opportunities uh, presented to them in this space as the as yeah. space grows? There's a big appetite there for advertisers with CTV. I think YouTube still has a job to do of like making it very easy for people just to be like, I just want the CTV offering. I don't want to show on mobile and desktop and stuff. But that CTV inventory off of YouTube, so Roku and people, they're very good at selling a premium for it. So like CPMs of 18 to $30 dollars, uh, while YouTube's kind of CPMs run of sight might be more like um might be more like uh 12 to 20 dollars in the us but i feel like the ctv piece is the piece that's very uh a lot of advertisers want to be there most and also on ctv the skip rates um are less so people are actually viewing the adverts more so those views are being monetized more effectively on ctv so if you're a creator if you can get more of an audience on CTV, uh, you will you should see those auctions uh, returning better or PMs for you over the next years. Um, I think those auctions are getting like more and more competitive as time goes on, even though uh, from what we've seen, and I'll share this afterwards, uh, we have an article from Precise TV showing advertisers that there's a great opportunity for efficient rates for CTV on YouTube right now because the supply has increased much faster than demand, but the demand is catching up quickly. So this article I'll share afterwards, but like computers are kind of the most expensive. Um, I think that's kind of the legacy YouTube business where they had a lot of like performance advertisers where they could measure it very effectively on computers. So it goes, I think it's computers, CTV, uh, mobile, but I'll, I'll get it up and confirm um, yeah, back to you uh, as I get this up. That's interesting. The, the, you know, I, I'm always sort of, I'm in this world where, you know, I hear the complaints and, and, and uh, the, the dilemmas that creators or channel owners are, are faced with right now when it comes to their content. And on one end, their long form content is the most, you know, makes the most money from a, a ad, perspe- ad perspective, but is sort of losing a little bit of attraction uh, from the, um, because of the focus on shorts. Um, yeah. And from what I've seen over the last year is that shorts gives you a lot of free, I almost want to call it free reach, right? So it's much more reach than, uh, than, than a channel these days. Uh, sorry, standard content these days. So, there's sort of like a game to play of like, you know, having a CTV level content and then using shorts uh, to sort of grow your brand and to, to be a little bit more yep. uh, uh, you know, sort of recognizable. Do you see shorts becoming a thing on CTV? Because I know you can watch shorts on, on my YouTube app when I'm looking on Apple TV right now. I can watch yeah. my shorts. But do you think that's that's uh, something that's actually going to happen? Because right now, now shorts is a, just a mobile format. I asked this question knowing very well that it's a wild west at this point. Yeah, I think 
Look, I think if you look at someone like TikTok, who was the first biggest in the shorts arena, they're trying to get longer content on their platform and they're trying to become more of a player on TV and stuff. Shorts naturally doesn't, you can't get the full value of shorts on a non-touchscreen large device that you're not touching a lot. So I, I don't see shorts being massive on TV in the immediate future. Uh, but maybe they can adapt it to be a better user experience on TV. Because I guess when you think of Netflix initially, I remember like when Netflix was running on Microsoft software, it was it called Quick Something? And I had to plug like a cable into my laptop to get Netflix <laughs> on my TV uh, before Roku Sticks and Chromecasts. Like maybe with shorts, there's going to be an amazing shorts experience on TV in the future using your using your uh, mobile phone or something. So right now, I would say no. But hey, it could develop over time. Yeah, I don't, I don't expect much reach coming out of TVs for, for short type formats, but definitely something that I'm paying attention to. From a platform perspective, who, who like you, you mentioned some of the players out there. Um, yeah. So let's just say um, YouTube is, is sort of like the, is getting a lot of attention, but like where would a creator want their content to appear outside of YouTube to take advantage of other, because YouTube's not the only player in CTV, right? They're not the only player in this space. Yeah, for sure. Like I think what you said earlier, just for laughs, right? On their fast channels and on Samsung um, and LG. So yeah, if you're looking to, if you have good content, like people like Juke and Media have done a really good job of this. Uh, what's their fail army and all yep. of those kind of IP. They've done a really good job of, uh, yeah, integrating into like, I know they were in, I think they were in the Red Bull app at one point. Um, they So people you would partner with are Roku, Samsung, LG, and yeah, then other, like there's other people coming into the space, but PCL. they're the main players. Uh, yeah, Amazon actually obviously is the big one. Like Amazon is in Amazon Prime. There's an advertising offering as well, which I've heard from companies years ago. Like I used to work with Endemol a little bit and they were doing really well from MasterChef on Amazon Prime from a revenue perspective years ago. So yeah, they're, they're kind of the main players, but there'll be lots of them. Yeah. yeah, and I'll give you a little bit of my perspective as somebody who works in the the the, the free ad supported uh, streaming television fast ecosystem. It's been really interesting to see how how can I say this? I get pitched, I get emails from so many companies, you know, trying to get a, get us to build channels on their using their software systems. Uh, there's a lot of back end companies doing this, helping you, helping creators, helping producers. Uh, set up set up these channels. Unfortunately, yeah. the, the part that they don't tell you is that you still need to pitch these channels. You still need to sell this content to the platforms. Mm. The Samsungs, the LGs of this world, they're not taking everybody. They're taking certain certain IPs. They're taking established channels. Uh, yeah. So, from a creator perspective, who hey cannot justify launching a channel 
because it is it is a, a cost it, it does cost you money to to launch a channel yeah the recommendation that i would do for somebody in the space where their main focus is creating content not distributing their content is to yes. find a distribution partner that is in the ecosystem yeah that already has channels going around that already has those relationships and they'll put your content on these platforms and this is sort of yeah. like the you know as as somebody who who worked on youtube uh you know for many many years i was focused on that side of the business and over the last few years i've been focused on uh the um the the, the distribution side of the business and understanding that ecosystem and sort of learning how tv gets distributed and how it's shifting over to digital um yeah. so it, it just that's my sort of a piece of advice in this space and it's like i know a little bit about this is like it's that um you need to put as a creator who focuses on on content or as a library owner who has a lot of content you need to find uh, a distributor or or a broad i don't want to call them broadcasters but a distributor yeah. that is already in this ecosystem has established channels or has those part those type of partnerships with samsung lg i'll try to finish this long rant at this point but everybody boasts that they have relationships with Samsung and LG and all that sort of stuff, but not everybody really does. They just, yeah. everybody puts those names on their, on their websites. But once you're, once you're signed up, you realize that, oh, wait a minute, they work with them, but you still need to pitch your channel and, you know, they might get yeah. you a little bit of in the door, but it's not doesn't guarantee that your content's going to be on this platform. So there's a lot of research to be done in that space. So just I'm just bringing in the idea, the, the sort of the yeah. advice for uh, for a content creator uh, in, in this in this ecosystem that I've been living through or uh, having a crash course in this ecosystem. So sort of, that's my perspective. You know, you're in this space. What do you tell? Like, what are, what are advertisers looking for when they are? exploring this space like uh you know what 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 did they yeah. ask about what are they curious about because that's that's something that you know that yeah and just before in. before i answer that i think just back to your point there about like specialists who are doing this like uh, one thing as well i don't know if everyone well people won't know this but like with the tv market the traditional tv market before digital became a big thing it was always about 50% of revenue was subscription, cable, 50% was advertising, where those cable people had advertising as well. We're seeing that transition happen right now, right? Netflix and Disney Plus open up the ads as well. It's kind of like history repeats itself. And I think on the, on the subscription stuff, uh, about your point about specialists, we've seen people like Moonbug in the kids space who own Coco Melon, like become experts at like uh, working with the likes of Netflix and others to distribute that IP where they've approached YouTube channel owners to uh, monetize more effectively across multiple platforms. Uh, and I think like if you look at people like Jelly Smack or Spotter, they've helped some people move to Facebook or Snap. I'm sure they're doing that with Fast now as well. So maybe look at like your content vertical. Who are the expert companies in that space would be my tip. Yeah. Um, but back to the brands and what they're looking for. Was that the question? Or how they're how they're testing and like what what are they testing it? Yeah. Testing it. What are they doing in the ecosystem? Because I know yeah. as, as somebody who used to buy media, I know that yeah. it's never like they're not gonna switch everything in one shot. They're gonna beta yeah. test, they're gonna send puts a little bit of money and then incremental see how it results and going 
for further. So yeah, I was at a I was at an event this week um, hosted by Generation Media in the UK where it was interesting where they were talking about like um, TV advertising. Now that it's going into CTV more, will it be more effective or not? Because it's it's you should be more targetable and everything. Uh, it was interesting. Someone from um, uh, from 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 one of the industry bodies here in the UK was just saying TV has always been quite hard to measure, but like people know it's impactful. So it feels like actually with digital, usually things are easier to measure. So maybe TV, if it was worth 100% of value, if it's going to be easier to measure in the future, maybe it'll end up becoming even more valuable because it's more targeted and more trackable, uh, potentially, right? So I think for advertisers, they are looking for can they understand their true reach and frequency is a big thing. They're wondering, hey, if they advertise with Roku or they advertise with um, uh, Hulu, like is there crossover or not? And can they deduplicate that reach and frequency? So, and that's kind of where like the likes of Google and Amazon are coming in to try and like be a unified operating system uh, where they're having some successes. I think that's a big thing. And then brands as well are just looking for, uh, like CTV is notoriously hard to measure right now, just like any kind of uh, ad tech that develops quickly, the measurement catches up later. So I think there's a massive opportunity right now in CTV for anyone focused on measurement, uh, but it's a fragmented market, as we talked about earlier. Oh, you're telling so, me, you're telling me. <laughs> Look, yeah. I'm pulling my hair. It's beyond, It's an it's an amazing to see, first off, so many companies trying to offer a solution and uh, the exorbitant prices they're asking for. You know, as somebody who grew up with Google Analytics, which was free, and obviously yeah. it's become a little bit more paid uh, ecosystem, but it's like I'm seeing companies come at me with like these six-figure annual tracking software for analytics on 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 CTV and 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 all that sort of stuff and i think that's beyond unsustainable for a cre- obviously for a creator for tv networks fine but for a creator it just makes no sense well, that's crazy just to measure it measure and reporting and financials and all that sort of stuff right but at well, the same yeah, time yeah, yeah it's it's it, it there's a value to that of course but not not yeah. you know there, i think there's a, a a missing middle ground for startup creators or startup networks yeah here um i've as i've been exploring the the, the eco this space of like reporting and 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 tracking i realized that some of the biggest distribution companies out there who have channels are still doing this hands-on with excel spreadsheets like that's yeah, all they're yeah. doing and i'm like I, I was having a conversation with with a colleague and who works for a big distribution company and it's like oh we just use a you know a pivot table excel spreadsheet and and that's it and i was like what you guys handle thousands and hundreds of clients and that's still what they do because the analytics software systems yeah. are are asking exorbitant prices for for managing yeah. it so yeah it's, it's really interesting and it's a hard problem to solve you know that though <laughs> like for you like i remember from my times in analytics like you need people to authenticate their apis into one system to like bring in all the data and unify it when they're all different metrics it's a hard problem to solve yeah 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 it's again it's I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm still saying it still amazes. It it goes to show, you know, the kind of value that Google was giving away 
you know, early yeah. in the days, right? The analytics, the Google analytics, stuff like that. You know, like nowadays, you know, they've scaled that back and they're, you know, they're becoming much more yeah. of a pay to play type of player now. Um, <laughs> the, the world of uh, free internet, free stuff on the internet is, is almost over when it comes to that. You know, like Google yeah. Analytics now has like a paid tier and all that. Sort yeah, of stuff. So, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's, that's the, the ecosystem you're, 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 you're dealing with. What I find interesting with the, this type of like, you know, um, uh, opportunity for marketing is that it's going to be way less um, uh, call to action or a direct response advertising. And uh, just for, for those who don't know these terms, because this is a very advertising term, direct response means when uh, an ad pushes you to sign up right away. Uh, and that works very, very well on the internet. The internet is basically built for direct response because you can click and go and sign up. Whereas brand advertising is much more about putting a logo in your face and you remembering after that, right? So I would expect that CTV is going to be much more of a uh, of a branding uh, exercise than uh, it is a, a direct response exercise. Not to say that you couldn't potentially um, do direct response on CTVs, but let's just let's be honest. Navigating the internet on the on CTV is is painful. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, it, it, as somebody who uses like both uh, Apple TV and my Xbox, every time my Xbox pushes me to go on the on the browser, I like I stop right away. I just don't want. Yeah. I don't need to do anything there. So yeah, it's 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 really interesting to see how it, it's a little bit of it's bringing the TV world to the internet a little bit more branding. And I think in general, the internet is shifting towards a much more of a branding uh, platform. It's it's still going to be very direct response, but I feel like branding is becoming more and more of a uh, of a thing online as things go. Um, what's um, how can I say this? Like I want I want to sort of ask a question where um, what's your day to day when it comes to this space? Like uh, like what do you deal with in terms of like this? Because this yeah. is this is your bread and butter, right? This is what you're dealing with, right? So like, what's yeah. what everybody sort of what's what's the landscape right now? Is it basically everybody's figuring it out? Is it the complete wild west as what I see? But like, you know, you tell me. Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. Um, it is. I think like us as a company as well, Precise TV, where we, we, we do a lot of CTV advertising, particularly on YouTube. And we're looking at like things off of YouTube. So we're, we have a solution now that we're just bringing to market where it's like unified reach and frequency on YouTube and off of YouTube. So right now our day to day is like just kind of figuring out like, okay, what do brands want? Um, where's the value that can be added from a unification? Cause fragmentation is a big issue, uh, performance, whether that be branding or direct response. Uh, but typically CTV has been much more branding and awareness, but that's not to say it can't be both and the measurement piece. So a lot of companies are trying to figure out what is a great solution for brands to transition to this world. And I guess for it not to be a test budget, but to actually know it warrants a much larger investment so I think a lot of people are spending time just to like prove out, is it working? So you can do that via like geo tests and stuff, you know, go live in X states and dark and other states. And that'd be one of the main contributors, but you need a big budget to do that. So they're kind of things we're thinking, but from a day to day standpoint, then it's talking to lots of brands and agencies about our offering 
and how it's unique in the system and and system. And I think, it, look, YouTube has the most amazing offering for CTV because uh, at, at, at Precise TV, we do everything at a video level at scale. Like you can pick all of the videos about, um, I don't know, let's just pick like slime videos if you're a slime toy advertiser and just advertise around them um, or Super Mario Kart, only take the Super Mario videos on CTV only. Like it's an amazing engine. So, so. is this, so, so again, uh, uh, is this a failing of YouTube? Because I, I, you know, this is my, has been my biggest frustration for the past 20 years of dealing with YouTube, dealing with AdWords is... You sound angry. (laughs) (laughs) Because because I can bring it up to to what we're dealing with with shorts right now. It's like everybody's talking, everybody's complaining about shorts monetization, right? Yet I have seen absolutely zero guidance from YouTube or Google on how a brand puts ads on shorts. It's like, oh, we just click a yeah, thing, yeah. A thing, right? And I think that's been YouTube's like missed opportunity since the beginning is like, they, yes, they, they, they sell this whole targeting thing. Doesn't matter where it goes. It goes wherever we tell it to go. But brands and, and, and media buyers have always wanted to, 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 to control that and tell people, yeah. you know, I want to run ads on CTV. I want to know exactly how much I want to put only ads on CTV. I want to put only ads yeah. on, on shorts and it's not clear. And what I see, what I hear from what you're doing is essentially a, a brand, instead of like dealing with through Google AdWords, they call you guys up and say, Hey, I just want ads on CTV and then you guys can do it. Yeah. And that's that makes it easy. So, so the part that I don't understand is like, why the hell doesn't, you know, Google, YouTube offer offer this opportunity for brands. Is it because of a minimum buy or, you know, all that sort of stuff? Yeah, I think, uh, like I worked at Google before and I, th- I think like, um, look, I think YouTube has, it fundamentally, and I said this in the last episode, they have three main stakeholders to being successful. They have content creators, your side of the business, advertisers, my side of the business, and users. And I think they always are being careful about those users, about like ad load, um, and making sure they can skip ads and stuff to make sure they keep attracting them like crazy. So when they do that, I think sometimes they sacrifice like monetization or uh, like uh, yeah, keeping creators as happy and stuff with monetization. So uh, I think that first of all, and then I think the second point is YouTube does now what 24, 26 billion in revenue a year. Some of that CTV, some of it's YouTube shorts, some of it's mobile, some of it's tablet, some of it is gaming, some of it's kids. It's hard for them to like go to market to be like, we're all about YouTube shorts brands right now, or we're all about CTV right now. It's, it's hard. So like they prefer getting like, um, Mr. Advertiser or Mrs. Advertiser, give me a million dollars and uh, YouTube, I'll place it as best as I see and try and satisfy as many creators as possible, <laughs> uh, as many users as possible. And, you know, when you're working as a creator, you care about yourself versus like everyone, right? So I think there are some of the challenges Google have, but do I think that Google t- could do a better job of simplifying their offerings for CTV? Hell yes. 
but they also have this shorts thing that they need to satisfy at the same time, which are totally different mixed messaging. <laughs> so, so, so from what I understand, at the, at the end of the day, what Precise does, and I don't want to sound like this is a commercial for Precise, but you know, I, I, I understand, I'm trying to understand the business a little bit, is Precise has like a, a sort of like a, a proprietary or a unique relationship with YouTube that lets it buy only CTV. Is that my, my understanding? Yeah, well, it, uh, we have priority technology in our side that we've developed where you can do like video level contextual based advertising. And we are able to do that by device. And uh, but uh, yeah, uh, like uh, but like it's complicated buying YouTube advertising. As I said earlier, <laughs> if you give Google a million dollars, they'll want to spread it across all devices and everything. Okay, okay. Um, no, no, my question is, how does Precise do that then? Is it because Precise has a, 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 some sort of like relationship, a, a business relationship with, with YouTube that says, hey, I only want CTV inventory. I don't care about yeah, we've, we well, Number one, we have a great relationship with Google. Number two, um, we... YouTube advertising is very complicated and <laughs> uh, to do it uh, by device specifically, it's not easy to do it. A, a lot of people can do it, um, not just Precise TV. That's not like a unique relationship, but uh, I am biased. Do I think we do it the best compared to anyone else? <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, we're not going to, we're not going to become a precise commercial, although, although I think, <laughs> yeah. I think you do, I think you do, you do enough, you do a good job and I'm not despairing in the company at all. Yeah. I bet it's really interesting to understand that that landscape. So, I mean, other than that, I think it's it's a really interesting space to to keep an eye on. Creators is it's it's not an easy space to sort of like penetrate. Um, I recently had an experience with a creator who launched their own channel and were like all gun ho and all that sort of stuff, and they got you know sucked in by uh, uh, one of those service providers, uh, the ones that helped you build that channel and who promised them the moon and then uh within you know within a year they had to close shop because a it costs a lot of money and and b uh you know they couldn't scale up uh to to, to run the channel because you think of a creator right a creator uploads you know a good creator uh you know big creator uploads two to three times a week uh these channels they need 24 7 content right oh. so you, you need you 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 almost need to be running a live stream you need to get other people's content and all that sort of stuff wow. or you need to have a huge yeah. library right and that you know with just for last is easy because they have a series that's been running for 25 years and have you know 300 400 episodes and that could run 24 yeah. 7 um you know uh 400 five minute episodes is not going to cut it uh so or 10 minute episodes not going to cut it uh and, you know it might cut it for one month but and then you, ha you have to feed the rest of the months so that's yeah, a little wow. bit of that dynamic that that creators are dealing with right they get sold yeah. oh you should launch a channel on you know on uh, an app uh, or an app on smart tvs with your with your content and i was like well you don't have enough content for for this space because the behavior of a consumer on this space is much more you know the 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 lean the lean back type of uh you know content consumers lean back again sort of for the for the layman's terms is sort of like it's a term in the industry where um there's lean forward and lean back and lean forward was all about the internet where you lean forward you're consuming content you're engaging with it you're clicking you're moving around you're making comments you're choosing the next piece of content whereas lean back is much more about like pressing play and then leaning back on your couch and just letting it run right and that's what 
CTV TV is about. And you need to have enough content to let people lean back for as long as possible before they need to switch channels, right? So there's a different type of behavior in, in the ecosystem. And that's, again, my, my, my anecdote of, of, that, uh, of that space and what people need to think about as they try to explore the ecosystem. Cool. Yeah. Um, other than that, um, I, I just wanted to give you a little bit of an insight on what's happening you know, in, in the world of YouTube. We saw that YouTube uh, advertising is a little bit of a rocky space right now. Uh, YouTube is losing a little bit, not losing, but like down in terms of monetization. And you know, people are saying it's it's shorts based. I, I think it's if overall ecosystem based. Um, mm. Is uh, we're seeing ad, ad uh, you know Q four um, you know twenty twenty two money advertising on all video platforms were down um, across the board. And I think it's yeah. just, it's just fears of recession and all that sort of stuff that happened at the end of the year. Um, it's still been rocky for the past you know three to four months this year. Um, yeah. Uh, both from a monetization perspective as well as shorts. I think at the end yeah. of the day, shorts is just causing a little bit of chaos for creators. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they, they're they being told by YouTube to go go hard on it. Uh, mm. But at the same time, it's sacrificing their, uh, you know, they're losing reach on their... Um, on their content, both their new content and their old content. Uh, certain uh, channels that live off, you know, uh, SEO yeah. are, are losing uh, more and more traction because YouTube is becoming a little bit more like TikTok, where it's more about the immediate content and it's less about the library content. Um, but at the same time, you know, like niche channels that live off search still do fairly well, but they stay niche. They yeah. don't become very big. So again, it's sort of like, we're in this weird sort of like, um, I don't know, like repositioning of YouTube. Squeeze. Right? Squeeze, right? <laughs> yeah. As somebody who wasn't big on, you know, I, I wasn't, you know, I have a, I've removed TikTok from my um, for my phone because I'm old. Oh, yeah. Here, here's the thing that's crazy. What I'm seeing is, and again, I, I feel like this could be a longer conversation, but the analytics that I'm seeing of people consuming shorts on, uh, on YouTube, they're yeah. way older. They're way older. They're oh, not kids. It's it's like I'm seeing I'm seeing analytics where it's like all of a sudden the the, wow. the demographic is 55 and up, and I'm like, what yeah, the hell wow. is going on? Well, I guess TikTok didn't get to those older people yet, you know. So yeah, YouTube's I, grabbing them. Yeah, I think, and they're they're very very, very valuable audience, right? Uh, so yeah, yeah very I mean, valuable. I'm still waiting for YouTube to sort of like get its act together. Is like figuring out ad formats that are native to this type of platform which they haven't figured out yet which blows yeah, yeah. my blows my mind it's like wait a minute it's like I, I you know like every day i look at content and i'm like this could be an ad format this could be an ad format yeah, this yeah. could be a different dynamic ad format yeah, and that's yeah. to me the, the most frustrating part of the ecosystem right now because like if you think about amazon's business right initially they were just getting market share market share market yeah. share not caring about margin yeah then they became an unbelievable profitable company i feel like that with youtube right now like they got market share with website with the like web-based and mobile-based now they have to get market share with shorts and uh so they're following the user first uh the content creator has to help to get the user uh but like they're sacrificing monetization in the short period to get the users yep 
Yeah, uh, no, I totally understand that dynamic. I totally understand why they're doing it. It's just, you know, it's fresh. It's, it's causing a little bit frustrating for people who built businesses yeah. on the platform who depend on it. Um, yeah. You know, uh, you know. So, uh, yeah, I've heard, I've had, I've worked, I've seen companies that, um, you know, who who survived the pot, the the pandemic because of YouTube, right? And yeah. uh, you know, the, the, wow. that because you know they were their business was elsewhere. But, you know, because YouTube became and, and YouTube was sort of like the secondary business. And then, you know, when the pandemic and everything closed, like it's like the only thing making money for the company was YouTube. And they were really ha obviously in their other distribution uh, platforms, but YouTube became a major one. And, you know, again, seeing it drop, uh, you know, them and then they're like, OK, let's double down on the platform because we're seeing the future. And now they're real. And now it's like, you know, now it's in this weird flux. Again, it's not a youtube thing i think it's a TikTok. <laughs> yeah is that a dog <laughs> I, I don't know what happened just there i actually muted and then it came on yeah it's hilarious <laughs> anyways um okay cool <laughs> oh, my uh, mute button isn't working I sh <laughs> that's hilarious anyways um we can leave this in a podcast i think it's hilarious <laughs> Anyways, uh, what are how do you want to close this up? Well, I was going to say one other thing. TikTok had news today. I was just trying to find the article. Last thing, and then I'll, I'll close it up. But uh, TikTok, I saw this morning, they announced that they're going to give publishers 50-50. Yeah, it's a Wall Street Journal article. Mm -hmm. uh, TikTok is launching an ad product for publishers, giving them 50% cut. So maybe TikTok as well is like trying to win those publishers back, kind of what you're saying from YouTube. Yeah, I think, I think so, YouTube's forced their hand. They have to. Right. Or yeah. else, or else yeah. everybody's just, just going to jump off the platform. Yeah. Right. We'll share that article in here yes. as well. Uh, so to finish it up, I think with CTV, YouTube is massive on CTV. I think content creators out there, it's an opportunity. I think advertisers, it's an opportunity out there because it's not being that well monetized, as we talked about a minute ago, even though it's a formidable platform. And then, yeah, all of this fragmentation and stuff that you've talked about, like there will be consolidation over time. Um and I guess it'll be seeing the main players like Google, Amazon, Apple, uh, the, I guess, Roku, Netflix, and Disney. Will there be consolidation in that kind of space? Yeah, I'd imagine, I'd imagine Roku and people will be bought. And Pluto TV, who's owned by Viacom, is very big now. They're one of the smaller media companies. Uh, well, they're called Paramount now. Yeah, Tubi as well. So I'm sure. Tubi. Yeah, and I'm sure like right now where, yes, uh, the advertising business uh, has a lot of money being pulled out of it because of recessions and everything, even though good news for creators, I'm seeing the market be a bit more buoyant now. It was a rough five months, but people are starting to plan more and coming back with money in the second half, which uh, creators, you will see that money coming in in Q3, Q4, but I'm sure it hasn't been a good Q1 and Q2. Um, but to finish it up, I think fragmentation, it'll have to become less fragmented over time, even though that might take another year or two. I think measurement will get better in CTV over the next two to five years, which mean advertisers will come with lots more money over time. So yeah, they're kind of some of the dynamics, but YouTube's doing a good job of being big on CTV, but we know they have this shorts thing to fix as well. So awesome. they are kind of distracted. Cool. Uh, so, well, thanks for the, the crash course. And uh, if anybody has any questions uh, about CTV, uh, please reach out to Dennis via his LinkedIn. Same thing with me. Uh, if you, you want to shoot the, 
I was going to say shoot the shit, but uh, shoot the crap or shoot the something. Uh, <laughs> have a discussions with me. Uh, I'm available. You can find me on LinkedIn fairly easily. I'm trying not to promote somebody else's um, uh, platform and, and, uh, as much as I used to. Um, so uh, thanks for joining in and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Great. Thanks, Carlos. See you, everyone.